0: What did the 2023 NFL Draft tell us about the direction of the franchises in the NFL? We're examining the NFC classes through that lens today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
2: You are locked on NFL scouting with the Draft Dude, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Lockdown Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen Every day and a big welcome to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode.
1: We appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Joe, happy star Wars day. May the 4th be with you here today on locked on NFL scouting Thursday, May 4th, 2023. Thank you. May the, may the 4th be with you. Also a
0: happy anniversary to Mrs. Marino today. Um, Four years we're saluting. Think four.
1: That's, yeah, four years, man. Wow. Really is. Right. That was a good year. We went to Nashville for the draft. You got married. I got married like all in a month.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was the that was a blur. That was a four-week stretch was a blur because I, I factored in a honeymoon into that. So draft, right. wedding, honeymoon, honeymoon. Kyle, wedding. Kyle's wedding. Yeah. And then you of and of course, I didn't have it
1: at home for you. You had to travel for that as well. So, well, you had to travel for my wedding. So, there's yeah, that. but I did my honeymoon after your wedding. You did your honeymoon right. before my wedding. So, you had an That's extra true. layer of travel in there too. You know, good stretch though. Good stretch. Here we are. Great stretch. Great stretch. Uh, a couple great stretches with franchises and draft classes, and and we're putting the teams through that lens, uh, continuing the effort that we did on. Tuesday, Tuesday, uh, with the AFC conference. Uh, so for those who are unfamiliar with the concept, you might want to go watch the AFC, or if you don't care about the AFC, just know this teams make different decisions and approach building a team differently, depending on where they are at in the circle of life of an NFL franchise. And it is a circle of life because as you grow and evolve and improve your talent. You will then have to try to sustain that. And sustainability is dependent upon what decisions you make along the way. And when you hit the end of that road, you usually have to go back to square one. And sometimes it's a five-year period, and sometimes it's a 10-year period. And in the case of the New England Patriots, it was a 20-year period where they were able to sustain it over an extended period of time. And some teams never really get past step two, and then they have to go back to square one all over again. So... Whether it's long-term contenders, win-now franchises, young contenders, teams in transition, rebuilding franchises, or those who don't really have a direction and are just treading water, that is how we are defining the teams. And we are looking at the NFC Conference. Joe, let me pull up the tier maker with our results from Tuesday for the AFC Conference. And we are now stacking the NFC Conferences with their draft classes in here as well, looking at how these teams drafted and what that tells us about how they view themselves. That's the plan. We're going in alphabetical order by city. So up first is the Arizona Cardinals. So we have new executive. We have new head coach. We have an injured young franchise quarterback. We have a team that pulled draft capital at an accelerated rate throughout the course of this draft class. doesn't really matter who they picked, although they did pick some players who – our foundational pieces, offensive tackle, edge, corner, wide receiver, quarterback, were your first five picks in order. You could make an argument those are all premium positions in the NFL. Give me rebuilding franchise for the Arizona Cardinals, yes? Yeah, I think it's quite clear. Like you said, a reset of coach
0: and GM. Um, stockpiling picks for next year was a big part of what Arizona was able to get done, landing Houston's number one pick next season. Um, and so I think this was a, a big reset, rebuilding year one of Monte Austin, Fort, and company.
1: So number two is the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm interested, Joe, in where your thoughts are on where the Falcons fall on this list because I think there's two really compelling buckets that you could choose to put them in. The question is just, uh, this one extends beyond football operations. This one is from the top down. How patient are we going to be as an organization?
0: I think Arthur Blank has been patient at times throughout his career uh, running the Atlanta Falcons. So on one hand, I think this is like a, a really important year for Terry Terry Fontenot and, uh, and Arthur Smith as the head coach and GM. Year three of them together, I mean, they've been very mediocre, below average, overachieved even at times. But you feel like it has to come together this year with some of the veterans that they brought to their defense – Leaning into Desmond Ritter as their quarterback. A lot of I mean a lot of veterans on, on that offensive line. They went in and got B. John Robinson with that number eight pick. I can't say that they're rebuilding anymore. It's year three of this operation. But are they a contender? I'm not sure. I don't want to say they're win now. I mean, they're win now, but like does what I don't want to put the wrong expectation on the Atlanta Falcons. I think they got a chance in the
1: South because it's the South. Which, to me, makes them a young contender. They have a second-year quarterback who is entering into his first season as the incumbent starter. They've added all these tools and pieces around him. I don't want to put them in win now because I agree with you that Arthur Blank has been patient. You know, that the Dan Quinn stretch extended further than anybody probably expected that it would when it took a turn for the worse. I agree with you, they're not rebuilding either. I think the only team, you know, the only bucket that is appropriate for them to fit in when you apply it through the lens of what the landscape is of the division that they are in and their attitude is that they are a young contender that tried to complement the young core pieces with veterans in order to facilitate a jump and wins. I would agree
0: with you on that. I guess where I I struggle is like, don't we have Miami in this bucket? Don't we have Jacksonville, the Chargers in this bucket? And I feel like they're in different places than Atlanta,
1: but circumstantially they're – I I just feel like that's where they have to be. I would agree with you that not all young contenders are built the same, but the Falcons in the, and that's why I mentioned the NFC South, right? Mm -hmm. If you're competing in the NFC South, your expectations are not the same as competing in the AFC West or the AFC East, like the Chargers and Dolphins in this bucket. It's clear they feel they have an opportunity to win, and then therefore they, they feel they are contending, but the core nucleus pieces of Kyle Pitts and Drake London and B. John Robinson and Desmond Ritter, like they have a lot of young nucleus to work with.
0: Yeah.
1: Our third team is the Carolina Panthers. The floor is yours. I'm going to get out of the way here. Well, I mean, first year with Frank Reich,
0: Scott Fitterer survives Matt Rule. They brought in a lot of veterans for the offense. There's still a lot of young talent on this roster, obviously trading up and getting Bryce Young with their number one pick. I feel like they have a chance in the South, but this is still year one of this coaching operation and a young quarterback, like a rookie quarterback. I think they're
1: rebuilding. But they're do you think rebuilding they're rebuilding team. or do you think they're a team in transition?
0: I mean, you can't transition every – I mean, everything's transitioning. Everything in terms of this, this coaching staff scheme, it's going to have a completely different look and feel.
1: Okay. I said I would shut up and get out of the way. So, I mean, yeah. I
0: think you can make a t- case for a team in transition and maybe like, because it's the South, we can bump them up. But I mean, I think this is a
1: roster that man, you can make a case for either one. They didn't really don't... tear it down, you know? Right. I think about how much they brought back on defense. They have the nucleus of the offensive line is intact and has a lot of young players who you feel like are are quality caliber starters or or could reach quality ceiling as starters. There's
0: enough nucleus returning to this football
1: team for me to believe what you're saying there. I think that is a team in transition. Okay, so we are going to bump the Panthers to a team in transition. They just so happen to be transitioning two of the three most important pillars of any franchise in the quarterback and the head coach. Yeah. Okay. So, Joe, that's what? 4-3? Drafty math. 3 teams down.
0: I'm only uh I'm only one built bar down so far today. I'll, I'll be down that's another it? one here after after my workout at noon. So, we'll get we'll get we we'll get at least two in do you today. Have a Look, folks, no, I threw it out, and you know what I hate oh. about that is it. It was the peanut butter uh, puff, the new flavor that came. How out. is it? It's um, it's a solid eight and a half. Like it's it's not brownie batter, right? It's not brownie batter. Brownie batter is a ten. This is a solid eight and a half. I really like it. I'm enjoying it, but my go-to is always brownie batter. Look, folks, if you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want a bunch of sugar, you don't want a bunch of calories, then try the best tasting protein bar ever, Bill Bars. These things are awesome. The puffs are my favorites. You got to check them out. They're healthy and delicious, covered in 100% real chocolate, tons of great flavors. Like we talk about brownie batter puff, peanut butter puff, cookie dough. They got so many great flavors, and they're healthy. Like I mentioned, low calorie, low sugar, high in protein. So if you want to check them out, go to built.com. You can use our promo code LOCKDOWN15. It'll get you 15% off your next order, or you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a box off the shelf. Try them out, folks. You'll thank us later.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: Our next team is the Chicago Bears. Who, I think you don't have to look any further than who they drafted. uh, and, And the volume in which they did to give you an idea of what bucket this team fits into from a team-building perspective. I feel like you have convictions about this. So you picked an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, a cornerback, another defensive lineman with top 64 picks. You've very heavily addressed the trenches. You have a second-year coach with a second-year GM. Your roster was amongst the worst in the league last year. This is a rebuilding franchise. Now they're feel like they're they're on the doorstep of potentially making some very important progress, but I would put the Bears in the rebuilding bucket and not think twice about it. Yeah, just based on their starting point last year was so low.
0: You know, it it, it was going to take a little time to get the, the the talent on the roster up, and they made some strides, but. It's still very incomplete in, in, in critical spots, even
1: with this draft class. I think they are rebuilding. All right. Which brings the Dallas Cowboys up next. Mozzie Smith, Luke Schoonmaker, DeMarvin Overshone, top 100 selections. Potentially RB2 and Deuce Vaughn in 212. Yeah. Uh, but they're a team who has had Mike McCarthy at head coach, what, this is his third year now?
0: Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah.
1: Changing offensive coordinator with Kellen Moore. Uh Dan Quinn back for another season, which is probably a little bit of an upset based on the momentum that he's built for himself calling that defense. What do what do we think here? Man, um
0: they've won some football games, right? I mean, they've been to the playoffs when and had some you know injuries, but they're, they're definitely not like rebuilding or a team in transition. It's a matter of which of the top three buckets of win now, young contender, and long-term contender we see here.
1: they got a lot of young players. They're definitely not win now. I would agree. I think they're either a long-term contender or a young contender. What would move us off of long-term contender? I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know that I have it because they have had what one losing season since 2016 since Dak Prescott became the primary starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys they've had one losing season now they went 8 and 8 in a stretch and uh the year that they were 6 and 10 Dak Prescott missed 3 quarters of the season yeah he started so hot that year too i think that right, they're a long-term like contender like <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, I think they're a long term contender. I mean, they've got the nucleus
1: of the offensive line. It's a little bit like the Ravens conversation that we had. I would agree with you. I'm good with putting them in the long term contender bucket. I think they have enough of a track record yeah. of consistent winning.
0: With a lot of like talented young players with Diggs and Parsons and C D Lamb. And I mean, and Tyler look, it,
1: good. this this is where kind of the Circle of life in the NFL becomes a little bit ambiguous because if they go 10 and 7 and lose in the wild card round of the playoffs, Mike McCarthy's probably not going to be back, right? I don't know, man. He kept with Jason Garrett forever. But even if he is gone, the floor is not rebuilding. They won't drop Correct. to directionless. They will 100%. probably transition to a team in transition. Right. And then there can potentially be a very quick rebound if they bounce back to expectations because so much of the nucleus of the roster that is in place is good. Man, they really, last two years, uh, top two in turnover differential for Dallas Cowboys the last two years. That's helpful. Holy cow. top eight in scoring offense and defense and top two in turnover differential top eight in yards differential top five in points differential each of the last two seasons life is good in dallas right now man they plugged in some
0: nice gaps with mozzie smith and luke shinmaker as their top two picks yeah. gotta i mean those guys should have big time roles
1: right away okay which takes us to our next team on the stop which is the detroit lions joseph yeah, you know this
0: this draft class has received all kinds of different commentary about it. I think they filled in the gaps wonderfully with their roster. I know they're not premium positions, but these are all these are all upgrades in Jamar, Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell, Sam Laporta, Brian Branch. Like I love that that first four pick, and then you got Hendon Hooker, who's a really intriguing developmental guy that maybe in a year or two can be the successor to Jared Goff. Um, obviously, one of the hottest teams in the league last year. How they finished the season. I think that this is a young contender.
1: I agree. I think there's an expectation to win. They had a winning season. they just missed the playoffs. They've now supplemented a lot of what they've had. They made some some key personnel tweaks, and then they've gone out and drafted uh, some, some really exciting players to add into the mix. And the North feels wide open. Yeah. So I'm right there with you. Let's drop them in the young contender bucket. Green Bay Packers team in transition.
0: I think you have to put them in that. I mean, they're Aaron Rodgers. It's finally happened. It's Jordan loves team. Now the offense has a ton of new skill players outside of running back, like tight ends and wide receivers looking very, very different these days. Um, there's a lot of a lot of continuity with you know what they're bringing back in the offensive line, but I mean even defensively, you can see this team having a little bit of a different look and feel. Um, I think they're transitioning, and we we just don't know enough about Jordan Love to really have a feel for the ceiling or floor of the team. But you know, this is a decision that they made a long time ago. It's finally getting a chance to come into fruition. Yeah, and they've had plenty of time. I mean. They, Jordan loves had uh, however many years LaFleur has been there. He's been with him, Right. So it's not. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's go time, but they're
1: transitioning. It's such a critical spot. So the Packers are the embodiment of what we just said. The worst case scenario for the Cowboys would be right. Long-term contender. Make a one major change. We said it with Cowboys. It would be changing head coach in the Packers case. It's changing your quarterbacks. You drop down the team in transition, but if things go well, this team could very easily catapult right back up to long-term contender or potentially young contender. And then in 2025, you'd feel good enough about the stability of success if it's sustained to put them back in long-term contender. Yeah. Okay, the Los Angeles Rams, Joe, good luck. Um I struggle with this one a little bit, so I'm hoping you have the clarity that we need here to come out the other end unscathed. They won the Super Bowl two years ago.
0: Yep. And then they tried to patch it together with some different pieces last year, a gazillion injuries. Yep. Playing UDFAs all over the place. Yep. And now They'll it's probably worse. i do that again this year. And, and and now it's worse, right? It's worse. It is. like It's just a less talented team right now than it was last year. There's going to be a massive influx of rookies playing. I mean, this is one of the unique, most unique circumstances in the league. I struggle with saying they're a directionless franchise because this is like how what McVeigh and Snead—they've been together since seventeen. The pair of them, right? Like, but the the consequences of the decisions that they made are here, and so like, I guess they're re, they're 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 at best rebuilding. But this roster is just lacking everywhere. It's like Cooper Cup, you're awesome. Aaron Donald, you're awesome. And then
1: what else do we have? We're going to drop him in the rebuilding bucket. (laughs) One of the rare cases of a team that is rebuilding with all of the hierarchy of the brain trust sustained.
0: Remember, and we've, we've talked about this together. Sean McVay came back for this. Like... Was so much on the fence that he said to his assistant coaches, "Like, hey, if y'all want to go find something else, I get it, right?" And some of them did. And then he's like, "You know what? Yeah, I, I'm good. I want to commit my life to this." And that's that's, man, that's not like you're volunteering at your you know your local what church or something like that. I mean, this is a massive commitment of your life to
1: be an NFL head coach. This is like eighty plus hours a week, <laughs>
0: minimum, right? For, like
1: for this roster, right. <laughs> That's tough, it's rough, man. man. Rough. No, yep. they got that rebuilding. Trophy the, but, they got that trophy in the trophy case, but rebuilding. But send this team
0: some gift cards to Lowe's and Home Depot's because they need a lot of tools, man. Yeah, they need a lot of hardware. <laughs> a lot. Minnesota Vikings. Man, what a fun conversation this is, right? Because they won like fourteen games last year, or something like that. Thirteen games and won ton of games. Overachieved for sure. But then they've been so honest about it, right, with not clinging to things, still being able to move on with players. Like, I, I've said this before, but I think the vision that they preached to ownership going into last year, the results of last year has not Im- impacted it, right? I think they're staying the course. So, like, I hate to say that they're rebuilding, but I maybe they teeter the line between rebuilding and young contender, I guess. But You don't think they're a team in transition? How
1: could you say that? Sell me on that. So they still have the same quarterback hierarchy. I get that there's a new regime that was brought in, but they've kind of been pivoting away from, like they pivoted away from Pat Pete to try to get a little bit younger there. They pivoted away from Adam Thielen to get younger wide receiver with Jordan Addison. Just feels like there there's an attempt to have some level of legitimate contenderness while also flipping out older players and trying to get younger.
0: And young contender just feels too aggressive and rebuilding feels too.
1: They they feel like extremes on either end of the spectrum. Like would a young contender potentially trade or cut Dalvin cook as a young contender? Probably not. Okay. I think it's probably the the best spot for him. I, I don't love it though. Team in transition, Minnesota Vikings. There's some, some uh, shades of gray there. Joe, we have what? Seven teams left. Saints, 49ers, Giants, not in order The 2 haven't written down. Seahawks, Bucks, Eagles, and Commanders. That is who we are finishing with in our 2023 Draft class, team building, life cycles, extravaganza here on Locked On NFL Scouting.
2: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: The New Orleans Saints, Joseph, are next on our list. And they drafted a couple of defensive linemen. Kendra Miller. Nick Saldaveri. believe they traded up for Nick Saldaveri. It feels like the Saints are the rare exception of the team that has lived in Win Now for like 8 years.
0: Yeah, I mean kind of piecing it together at the end of Drew Brees and then band-aids, right, to try to like just pick up the pieces the best we can and try to compete. I mean they're they're never rebuilding,
1: right? They won't do that, correct?
0: But I so also like, feel
1: like their their biggest transitional periods are behind them. Well, it is year one of Derek Carr. But the, okay, so they they gave a thirty something year old veteran quarterback a thirty five million dollar year contract. Doesn't that kind of constitute win now when they're spending at the rate that they do? I think they're perpetually in win now. It just has a little bit different look and feel. So we're going to put the Saints in win now. That is our third win now team alongside the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets. That feels good to me. Feels right. Okay. The New York Giants. uh, Deontay Banks, John Michael Schmitz, Jalen Hyatt, Eric Gray. Their first four selections in rounds one through five. Obviously made the playoffs last year. Snuck in as a wild card. Scored a win over the Vikings in the postseason made the big recommitment to Daniel Jones, but year two of Joe Shane and Brian Dable kind of takes what was perceived to be a rebuilding team and now puts some gray area on how we're going to define who they are at this juncture. Yeah, in some ways they were the opposite of Minnesota with their approach where
0: I think they let the year one success – Impact their long-term vision. Um, I think that there's an expectation for this team to continue its upward, right? Like I don't, I don't. If the Giants like win eight or nine games and don't win, make the playoffs, I think that would be people would be, maybe be disappointed by that, especially after committing to
1: Daniel Jones, which is a shame because they shouldn't be. But maybe they, sh- maybe they should be with how the Giants chose to approach this offseason. Well, yeah. If they if they would have moved
0: Darren on Waller. from sure, I mean, th- exactly. That's a that's a great thing to bring up there. But I mean, like, if they didn't franchise Saquon and they, you know, went all in on a young quarterback and like said, hey, Daniel Jones, like thanks for everything. You're you're okay. But no, they committed to him and they they hard committed to him. Not a lot of flexibility with the deal compared to some of these other contracts that went out there. Um. So I think that they've kind of made this. They've they made their bed here and like they've at least put expectations on themselves that they're
1: supposed to win. So would you define them as a young contender? I think they define themselves as a young contender. Right. Their their moves would tell you they feel like franchise tag Saquon Barkley, trade for Darren Waller, drafting for need, and I think they got good value with a couple of these early picks, but they did draft yeah. for need. Yeah. Um. I have a trivia question for you. Okay. Yards and points offensively and defensively, turnovers for game, point differential, net, yard differential, net. How many of those were oh. the Giants in the top half of the league last year? Maybe, maybe not any. So they were 15th in offensive points scored with 365. I'm not a math guy, but that is... 16s the cutoff right yep uh and then they were 11th in turnovers per game and that's everything that was above the halfway yeah. threshold so they barely got in for either correct
0: okay so it's not about what they're i think they're telling us that they're a young contender
1: do we believe them no, but that's what they're telling us. So that's the expectation we're going to hold them to. Let's put them there. Okay. Our next team is easy. the Philadelphia Eagles. This one feels like as open and shut of a conversation as we're going to have. Long-term contender. Long-term Who's next? contender. <laughs> You're awesome. Paid, you got just paid their of, quarterback.
0: Yeah. So many great things her. happening. Howie get a look a like new good coach. It looks like he's going to be a stud. You know, young talent, vets, assets for future years, man. Right. Like, Come on now. This is a long-term contender. So how about the San Francisco 49ers? I mean, this is another one of those teams that, I mean, they've had a lot of success. the Year-over-year consistency with Lynch and Shanahan, right? That's been since 17, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Star power on the yes. roster. I mean, they've been they, – They what's so interesting about this team is they've been – quarterback proof right they've they've done it with like a lot of different quarterbacks it doesn't even make sense so like doesn't that give you some like level of goodwill that they're just gonna make it happen I know that like deep the shift in D'Amico Ryan's on defense but they've been through that before they've already done that
1: right they've already handled they've already handled that transition
0: (laughs) it's like like the the normal grenades that disrupt a team that like have not impacted the 49ers, whether it's injuries at quarterback or like complete turnover with defensive coaching. And and they've lost a lot of offensive coaches along the way. Dude, 277 points allowed in 17 games last year. It's insane. Insane in the year
1: 2022 of professional football.
0: They're a long-term contender.
1: They're a long-term contender, but I do think there's some fun fine print here that I would like. I bust out another trivia question for you. Oh boy. Uh, Trivia Thursday here. Pro Football Reference has approximate value, passer, rusher, receiver, leader for the 49ers in the three years in which they have appeared in the NFC Championship game. Okay? So, 2019, (laughs) 2021, and 2022. Okay. Who is the only repeat appearance in any of those four vertical columns across those three seasons? For San Fran? Yes. Debo? So Debo has not been the leading receiver on a 49ers team that was represented. Oh, that's not true. 2021. He has not repeated. No. I know. So he is oh, not an like answer. What are my categories? Quarterback, receiver,
0: and rusher and approximate value
1: it's not rusher i don't know what is it any of them uh jimmy garoppolo is the only consistent so the approximate value leader was bosa this year it was in 2019 deforest buckner and then trent williams in 2021 The rushers were McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, and Raheem Mostert in those three NFC Championship game appearance seasons. And the receivers were Ayuk, Samuel, and George Kittle. Jimmy Garoppolo was the leading passer on all three teams. They just keep figuring it out, don't they? Yep. They'll just have a different guy step up every year. (laughs) It's insane. Take the reins, and they'll win 10-plus games and have a formula that plays well in the postseason. Speaking of the postseason, the 49ers running mate in the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks is our next team. And they, for the second consecutive year, have hauled a ton of early draft picks courtesy of the Russell Wilson trade and once again have another very good class coming off of a 10-win season in which they made the postseason.
0: Yeah, what John Schneider's done the last couple of years has been awesome, right? I mean after a really kind of a dark stretch, some goofy trades along the way, last two off-seasons have been straight money for him. One yeah, went to the playoffs last year. They're rolling with Gino. I think that what's interesting is foiling Gino in his age and circumstances versus the rest of the roster that, you know, is young, talented. Um you know, I think that this is a team that will enjoy Geno for a little bit, but like maybe they're going to reach their peak with a different quarterback.
1: Bobby Wagner's back. I kind of think that they're a young contender. Yeah, I think with the influx of draft classes the last two years and the impact we're expecting of this year's class versus the impact we saw from last year's class, I think young contender is the proper bucket to put Seattle in. They went through their transitional period at the end of the Russ era.
0: Which wasn't that long ago, man. It was right. like last year but right.
1: they so quickly
0: retooled it with vets and like young draft picks it's like wow you you got through this quick which is what you hope when you get that draft capital right back and like this is this is what you want to want to happen and like but how many times does that
1: not happen not John right.
0: Snyder's like i no we we're, we're going to seize the moment and they're doing it
1: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are our second to last team Tough. they're going go to they're going to go on one of the bottom 3 columns here. I could t- or rows here. I could tell you that. T- Tampa
0: Bay is absolutely doing very dangerous things. It's all band-aids, man. It's all band-aids across this roster like who they brought back, what they're doing at quarterback. Like to me there is just there has been a, a lack of honesty with where they're at. Like they couldn't they didn't piece it together with Tom Brady last year. I know they didn't they they went to the playoffs whatever it was um, I mean the, yeah, that division was a joke. nine it was an absolute joke. Like you were eight and nine with Tom Brady and you, what you tried to do is bring back, you did the same thing. You brought back as much as possible and then said, okay, Baker Mayfield, come be our quarterback. They have, they have a, like, they have too many, too many meaningful veterans on this team. Like, and not enough young cornerstones, right? Like where are the young cornerstones here?
1: All right. so you Tristan have Wirfs, right? Tristan Wirfs. And even even Godwin has gotten long in the tooth pretty quick, hasn't he? Right. Uh, you have Vita Veya. You have Antoine Winfield Jr. And are we going? Do you want to count Carlton Davis? I don't know. Is he cornerstone? He's like solid starter for what they do.
0: I I just I don't. I don't
1: feel good about this, man. The qu- I agree with you. I think there's two buckets you can put him in. And with them choosing to bring everybody back in the way in which they did with what their salary cap outlook looked like, i you can't put him in the rebuilding bucket because they didn't choose to do that, right? No, they didn't strip anything down. <sighs> Team in transition, I guess is this the closest team that you would qualify yeah. to a directionless franchise yes yes I would and I would be inclined to agree with you like I think they're gonna win seven or eight games
0: but that's like the worst thing that can happen
1: correct <laughs> congrats on picking a ninth in the draft right you'll you'll you're you'll be what the panthers were and and they hated themselves for for all this time until right. they traded up and got a quarterback right They're heading towards that to me. But they're also an older roster than anything Carolina ever was in that stretch of time. Correct. They make me Yeah, this this probably felt like it would have been a great year to just strip it down and, like, what's the worst case that that happens? You you find a way to overload your roster assets and, like, the Saints have Derek Carr, the Panthers – have a rookie quarterback and the Falcons have Desmond Ritter right you're okay you could have done it like take your lumps this year felt like it probably would have been ideal coming off of Tom Brady and what is this draft what how
0: is this draft class going to change anything Kalijah Kansi like super odd fit for that defense
1: Cody Mock like
0: what's the path there he's got to like get stronger make a position change Diaby's like a one year thing and I don't know man
1: they, they have very quickly pulled a bunch of, like, position flight, like, Godecki, Mock, Skewell, Filer, Hainsley, Leverett. <laughs> like, do any of these guys have, like, a definitive position to play? No,
0: and, and meanwhile, are we moving Tristan Wirfs to left tackle Sounds like all it.
1: this? Is what is – I don't know, dude, man. I don't know. Harold
0: Godwin's got his work cut out for him with that O-line. Yeah, he does.
1: Okay. The Washington Commanders, our last team. It's Not a big all it year wants. for them, right?
0: Big year for them. <laughs> Ron Rivera, this is his third season, right? been pretty mediocre. New ownership is uh, coming. New OC here in Eric bien Went out and got some DBs and some interior offensive linemen. <laughs> They the most expensive offense in the NFL last year. They got young talent on defense that, you know, still developing in some areas. Like they got to do it this year. Don't you feel like that they are they have to win some ball games? Like, or, or else isn't the owner going to come in and like want to put his own stuff in there? Yeah, so, but, I mean,
1: especially with Washington, a team like you, you just want to kind of burn everything to the ground. I agree with you. But then they, on the other hand, they, they're committed to a fifth round quarterback. It's incredible to me. It's incredible to me. I don't know. I might, I might want to argue here. We just take the low-hanging fruit and say, well, they're changing owners, so that automatically qualifies them as a team in transition and, and everything that they, they could go up or down based off the new ownership group. What's,
0: football-wise, not much is going to change this year. This is the roster. This is the coaching staff.
2: Uh,
1: okay. Have they, have they behaved like a win-now franchise? In
0: some ways, what 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 do they lose? They they I mean they paid Payne, they paid Andrew Wiley to come over. They didn't do anything at quarterback. They're rolling with their fifth year guy or fifth round guy in year two. Started one
1: game. I just it's, I don't love it. <laughs> I don't no know that I'd love uh, any bucket that we're gonna put him in though. So for the sense of of Mayhew and Rivera, we're going to put him in win now.
0: Brother. Is what are agreeable? they telling us? What are they telling us about themselves?
1: They didn't do anything like crazy aggressive. But they also didn't transition anything other than the owner.
0: Right, and, Like and I, you feel like it's
1: coming, right? There's such a weird place like the, whatever happens this year, there's going to be a big fallout from it. Right. So you, you better win to get ahead of the impending storm. You better do it. Got okay, you. so they have to win. The Washington has to win. They got to win. Say okay, they're win now, which means we okay. have four win now franchises. Man, win now with Sam
0: Howell as your quarterback. start you started one game. That's incredible to me. Your job's on the line. You got an
1: impressive new owner, and this is what you're doing. Meanwhile, we have... Five rebuilding franchises, Texans, Raiders, Cardinals, Bears, and Rams. We have seven long-term contenders defined like are already there in Baltimore, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Dallas, Philadelphia, San Francisco. And then about half the league, literally half the league in young contender slash team in transition. I mean, it's a pretty healthy league right now, would you say? I would say so. Well, we got some stinkers, right? Like
0: teams that we have very low expectations. But for the most part, I feel good about some of these directions.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the, if, you, if we did this exercise two years ago, we probably would have had three directionless franchises. Yeah. It's a we healthy league. Arizona and Houston certainly – over the last two years in that bucket. Anybody else that we would? We we don't got to do another podcast here. No, 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 careful, careful. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, shout out to the everydayers here who tune in on Locked On NFL Scouting. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We are out. Enjoy the rest of your day. We will be back to talk to you all again tomorrow. Hope you all have a great Thursday.